Doc's Watch is meant for entertainment purposes only and not, I repeat, not meant to give medical advice or diagnosis. Always consult your doctor and not your podcast host if you have a medical question, concern, or ailment. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to Doc's Watch, the show where real doctors tell you what's real, what's not, and what's maybe possible in your favorite movies and TV shows. I'm Dr. Jen. And I'm Dr. Nipa. Now, we've all wanted superpowers, and we used to play a lot of the would, would you rather to that effect when we were on nights in residency all like, the time. For example, would you rather be able to fly, but only 12 inches off the ground and at walking speed, or control water but only one cup at a time i still don't know my answer to that question but it's probably the hovering thing because it's not really flying i think the water control one cup at a time that is still more than most people can do so So is hovering 12 inches off the ground yeah but then if it's just at walking speed you could just walk i guess anyway anyway (laughs) so we were thinking about how do you actually get powers are they inherited activated mutated so in this episode we'll cover DNA rocks and why DNA rocks. <laughs> why you shouldn't soak up random rays. And whether you can kill goats with your mind. You I mean, shouldn't. you shouldn't. But can you? Enjoy. Okay, let's go to rounds. So today we're talking about DNA. Well, yes, we are talking about DNA, specifically in the context of mutants, which are most prominently featured in, of course, X-Men. X-Men. One so of we the wanted best to talk comics. It is one of the best comics, one of the Movies, best TV show franchises, cartoons. let's say. I used to watch the cartoon TV you show. You too. Yeah. That was a that great was the one. Best. And then when uh, they started making the movies, uh, who's the guy that made the movies? I don't. Ooh. You cannot ask me. It's somebody. Pop culture. Oh, I don't remember. But I remember when, I never when the, the X Men movie came out, I would say it was like one of the first of the like new era of super superhero movies That's true. that were more serious. They did reboot it a couple of times because there was like the first. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later on, they did like first class and stuff. Yes. Yeah. I'm talking about the original. The original three. Yeah. Because before that, superhero movies were like, were like the Batman series that was a little bit like, like Batman and hokey. Robin. Yeah. yeah. It was a little bit like, like campy. campy. Yeah. Um, but then I feel like the X Men movie, you know, X, X-Men, X2, X3. Was it called X3? Why not? I don't know. Whatever. Those, that little triptych. Yeah. Those were, um, like serious superhero right, movies. Right. Instead of instead of like the era of Batman and Robin where they kind of took that Zounds, pal, like kind of comics. Like they took a comic book and yeah, just made and it like into the animated movie. series aesthetic or of when like Arnold puns Schwarzenegger and stuff. Arnold Schwarzenegger saying there's only one constant in this world. Oh, Everything freezes. Yeah. Well I mean they had a lot of the comic book tagline things, yeah. I think, in the old older movies. And I agree, yeah, I think the X Men movies were one of the first that deviated a little bit from that script and actually kept it more serious. Yeah. yeah. Still had funny moments, but still generally more serious. So uh, we're talking about that because uh, we want to talk about DNA and how and we noticed in a lot of different franchises and whatever, people or the creators talk about DNA in the context of something changing the DNA and that's how people become super people. Super people, yes. <laughs> and get superpowers. <laughs> so let's talk about DNA. Okay. Now, we've alluded to what I learned in college before, but this is actually truly 
what I learned in college. (laughs) My legitimate degree is basically in DNA. That's what you say, but you went to MIT. I know, but I have a degree in biology. (laughs) So here we are. Um, So in order to understand DNA, the first thing we got to understand is what we call the central dogma of biology, which I'm really hoping is still the central dogma. It's literally like what you learn on the first day. Right. And that is the idea that the whole the way that all life on this earth works is that you have DNA that gets made into RNA mm-hmm. that gets that contains the coding to make proteins. Right. And proteins are what actually do all the work of the cells, the bodies, all yeah, that stuff. Basically any work that your body is doing, it's mediated by proteins. Yeah. And some proteins are structural. Some proteins are enzymes, which right. that means they actually like do other things, like make things into other things. Some proteins um, are there to like transport things from one place to another. It's just a lot of things. Proteins are very, very complicated structures, but they are encoded in your DNA. So the idea of DNA is is pretty old, but the the first discovery of the structure of DNA was in the early 50s. Right. And that's how you get the double helix, which is a very nice, beautiful representation, which you're, is why... You're doing the motion. Which is why... Which people can't see because this is a podcast. But. <laughs> just twisting my hands. But DNA is a double helix, which means it looks like a ladder that somebody has taken and twisted at both ends. Right. Basically. And that was discovered in the 50s. And the first X-Men comic was actually published in the 60s. Oh. And I people, didn't know that. Yeah. So people knew... People knew that DNA existed before sure. the 50s. They just didn't know what it looked like. Um, and, of course, Watson and Crick and also Rosalind Franklin, who was not included in the Nobel Prize for various reasons, um, <laughs> are uh, the people who discovered the structure of DNA. And once the structure of DNA was discovered, a lot, a lot of advances in molecular biology happened. Right. Because of experimental techniques and whatever, yada, yada, yada. So... The X-Men comics started in the 60s, but there were things like metahumans, so like humans that had extra powers and things in comics as early as like the 40s. Sure. So it's always been like a curiosity. Sure. Of like like super, <sighs> Superman and stuff is before. Probably. Like origin wise is before But X-Men. Superman is an alien. Okay, fair. Yeah. He comes he from, looks very comes, much like a he human. He comes from outer space. He comes from Krypton. He just looks like a human. Superman is an alien. Who looks exactly like a human. Or an immigrant. <laughs> so, uh, and if you want to really talk about the father of, like, genetics and genes, we got to go back to my bro, Mendel, mm, doing nice. his pea plant experiments. Right. Do you remember the pea plant experiments? Yeah, it was, I can't remember if they were, um, like, what kind of peas. Does that matter? I think it had a lot to do with the flowers. <laughs> it had a lot to do with the flowers, but I know that it's they still made, like, pea pods and stuff. Yeah. Because he basically just... He looked at a lot of flowers that basically had different colors of this one specific plant and discovered that the pattern of how the colors were being passed on from like a parent plant to a child plant um, had like a very specific distribution. And from that, he figured out basically like dominant versus recessive genes, just yeah. like really simplistic. Well, he basically figured out and that And that's where is... you learn about Punnett squares. Yes. Well, he basically figured out that there was something... Um, from a like cellular molecular level that provided the basis of inheritance, right? And how gene, how how traits much more eloquent. It than was what like I just the inheritance the that traits could be inherited, right? And not only could they be inherited, but that you could predict it, 
Right. Which means that it followed a very particular a set of rules. Pattern. Yeah. yeah. Which was actually quite a breakthrough because this guy did this in like the nineteen early 1900s, late 1800s, early 1900s. I mean, it's all like observational science it's, stuff. Yeah. It's just like a dude in his backyard planting things, crossing them. Yep. I don't know what the rest of his life was like. Anyway. So <laughs> let's talk specifically about, I think he was a monk. Yeah. Okay. So I guess he didn't have a lot going on. I don't know. I don't know what monks do. <laughs> um, so let's specifically talk about X-Men. So X-Men are born with their powers. Right. So whatever's going on with them is there from the moment they're born. Right. Unlike, presumably before then. Unlike superheroes who acquire their powers. Right. Later. So it's inherited. Yeah. Somehow. So let's talk about how mutations actually work. And I'll start by saying mutations are actually a good thing. Right. They're a totally normal thing. That happens a lot. That's yeah. why we all look different. That's why you and I don't look the same. <laughs> and we're not all just clones of each other. Uh-huh. And mutations happen um, just because of the way um, in which your DNA has to uh, replicate itself. There is room for error. Things can happen as a DNA strand is like splitting apart and making two copies of itself that cause tiny little changes here and there. Um, and those changes uh over time, you know, when you multiply it a whole bunch is what makes everybody's DNA a little bit different from each other. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that's basically like exponentially more complex, right? Because you have so much DNA and then if you're copying it, even if your error rate, quote unquote, like is just like the change rate is really, really, really low yeah. over time with how many copies you're making for every single cell in your body, you're going to get a bunch of errors. Yes. Errors, quote unquote. And especially in the cells that, like, form the basis of who, who you are. So, like, the cells that are in, like, the, um, like, an, an ovum and, like, Gammy a sperm cells. and stuff. Yeah. Um, those, the way that those are copied is even a little bit more different so that you have more chances of shaking things up. Yeah. If, you, if you've taken high school biology, this is the whole meiosis, meiosis versus mitosis, mitosis situation. Exactly. So, cell, so mutation is good. It allows there to be genetic diversity in the population, which, um, you know, if you talk about like evolutionary biology and stuff is overall a good thing. It lets population survive longer it lets you like select for different types of traits that might make it the species hardier and survive more conditions and all that kind of stuff it's good it's very complicated people have like phds and stuff that are in just this one topic. so i'm just gonna <laughs> right. glaze right over that Basically, so mutation's good yes the end number one mutation generally good yeah um and so there's that sort of idea of mutation which is like the kind we want um there can also of course be mutations that are not good and that's when things like huge sections of the of dna are messed up cut out not copied um accidentally translocate from like one chromosome to another chromosome Mm -hmm. um and that can cause general badness right oh you can have like point mutations that also cause general badness oh fair it has to be in like a very specific specific spot yes so you can have general badness to the point where um like if you tried to create like a a life out of it you just it's so messed up that it won't even be able to grow right um or you can just have things that cause like lots of various defects and things like that um, but still can like be living Stuff like that. So that's kind of like there's two ends of it. There's like mutations where you don't even notice anything happened. And then there's mutations where it's like everything is bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in X-Men, as I did my research, mm-hmm. they say that mutations come from activation of the X gene. 
Okay. Not okay. the X chromosome. Not the X chromosome. The Although, X gene. I would argue that most superpowers do come from the X chromosome. <laughs> most of your chromosomes look like X's, but <laughs> there is one specific <laughs> X chromosome um, that contains all that anyone needs. So, um, so the X gene. So when I read this, I thought, okay, so this is actually not that crazy of an idea. Sure. So the way that I interpreted it was that everybody has an X gene. Okay. And only some people have it activated in some way. Sure. Which is not a crazy concept because if you think about humans, there's a lot of what we say like conservation of the genome, Mm -hmm. which means that there's a lot of genes where we're like, we all basically have the same one, you know? Because we, like, all kind of look the same. Like, we generally, <laughs> if you're correct, you've got, like, ten fingers, ten toes, mm-hmm. two legs, two arms, two eyes, Right. Like, the blueprint ears. for a human body yeah. is is preserved. Yeah. Yeah. Conserved. 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 Sure. Um, so it's not that crazy. Um, and so when they talk about a gene being activated or not activated, that's also, like, not a crazy idea. Right. Uh, when you actually study, like, embryology and stuff like that, the amount of complexity in, like, which genes get turned on at what times is actually, like, insane. Um, we understand some of it. Obviously, we don't understand all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you think about it, like, to go from being, like, a few cells into, like, something that has, like, arms and legs and, like, a personality, like, all of that information is encoded. And, in, like, you don't you don't get a whole new set of rules, but you have to, like, decide... Your the body in some way decides when each gene needs to be activated. Right. It's a miracle. Okay? <laughs> it is like literally a miracle. That is the only way I can describe it. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, it is it is one of those processes that, you know, I'm not a particularly religious person, but the complexity of that process is one of those that you're like, I can't believe that this works. It works. Yeah. Most of the time. It works out well. Yeah. So um, genes can be activated in in different ways. Uh, when you're so you have like a ton of DNA. Okay. Uh-huh. Like there's a lot of it. Okay. <laughs> and it's not just like little strings like floating on in, in cells. It's actually sure. like a lot of information, and it has to be like really really tightly wound and like wrapped up. And yeah. your there's DNA basically so much that it doesn't fit into a cell unspooled. Yeah. So your body's like the way that humans have have done this your cells do this is it winds it up and stores it in a very specific way yeah Yeah. so there's like little basically rocks called histones (laughs) and uh your dna DNA is like (laughs) it's what it looks like they're little proteins and the dna is tightly tightly wrapped around it Mm -hmm. and so genes when they're getting transcribed as we say which is turning them into rna and then turning them into a protein they have to be like unwrapped right and there's different processes that control which parts of the genome get unwrapped so it's reasonable that you know it's not reasonable (laughs) it's conceivable (laughs) that the um that the way the x gene works is that something has happened Mm -hmm. where that particular gene in these individuals is like unwrapped right and in other individuals, most individuals, it's not unwrapped. And it's just, like, part of the, like, dark matter of DNA that we never get to see. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even sequence the entire human genome until relatively recently as far as science stuff goes. It was, like, more than 20 goes. years ago. Still. <laughs> Still. <laughs> it's been a long time. Oh, my time. gosh. It was the Time 90s. is strange. But even the 90s isn't, like, that. It's, like, way later than you would think. Once we've, like, discovered what sure. DNA and stuff is... Yeah. And how much study goes into it. Like, it took a long time for us to yeah, actually Yeah, I think it was mainly because of the experimental kind of methods stuff, and but, that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
Um, lots of people have won various Nobel Prizes on the quest to yes. sequence <laughs> the human genome. So um, genes, uh, like I said, can be activated by lots of things. Not only is there the whole wrapping and unwrapping thing, there's other proteins that go around and they can like methylate, which is like adding these little chemicals onto the gene to say like, don't do this mm-hmm. um, or unmethylate uh, to say, OK, you can go ahead and transcribe this. It's a very complex process. Right. All this is to say that, like, in addition to all of that, all the cells in your body are different and are expressing different genes at different times. Right. So once again, it's a miracle. (laughs) It's a miracle. It's amazing. It's incredible. The human body is, like, the most amazing thing. I guess all bodies, but I'm a human, so I'm going to think that mine's the best. Um, (laughs) All right. So then what did we go? So the X, um, I wrote here tortoiseshell cats. Oh, I wrote that because I was like... Tortoiseshell cats are actually a really good example of the gene activation thing, like a really visible one. I right. don't know what a tortoiseshell cat is. So tortoiseshell cat, do you know what calico cats are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like a variant. Tor- okay. A calico, I think, is a variant of a tortoiseshell. But it's it's that kind of like patchy um, coloring that okay. cats can have. And so like, my cat's a tortoiseshell. So yeah. New cat's a tortoiseshell cat. My cat, her name's New Cat. And she is basically like mostly black with patches of brown here right. and a little bit of white like on her chest and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so tortoiseshell cats, their coloring comes from the fact that they have um, activation and inactivation of the X chromosome in various cells, like a certain part of the X chromosome. And so the patchiness that you get from like calico cats and tortoiseshell cats, it's just like what is activated and inactivated. In those like exact spots. In those cells. Yeah. Huh. So that's just like an example of gene activation, not X gene. Yeah, not the, the X, X chromosome. The X chromosome, Specific not the X genes gene. on the X, the chromosome. X chromosome. That's interesting. Yeah, but it's a very visible like example yeah. of this gene activation inactivation uh-huh. thing. Very, very good. Um, okay, <laughs> I just got totally distracted <laughs> by tortoiseshell cats. With cats. Um, so That's when I was thinking about the X gene and what the X gene could be or do, it's actually really hard because in X Men. The X-Men have all different powers. they do everything. Usually a gene. Um, so when we talk about the gene, we're talking about the DNA sequence. Right. And it has to be made into a gene product, which is usually the protein. And then the protein itself does a thing. It usually just does one thing. Yeah. Like for the cats, it's yeah. like black fur or brown, or brown fur. fur. Yeah. And then for calico, it's like white, I yeah. guess. Whatever it's it is. technically orange, not yeah. brown. But. Some genes, you know. And so when we're talking about what, so what is the gene product of the X gene? Right. It's unclear. That's where things start to get a little bit muddy. I was like, I'm with you for the X yeah. gene part of it. But somehow this gene lets you shoot flames. Shoot flames. Become a magnet. Uh, make ice. Read people's minds. Shoot lasers out of your eyes. Do whatever Rogue does. Doesn't she she steal people's powers? Does she steal their power or just their life force? I thought she stole powers like temporary temporarily. Oh, can she use their powers? It's I don't know so if she can unclear use it, to me. But I think she like temporarily inactivates people's powers. Oh, I yeah, think she, the life force thing I think she might makes also them real, be true. Like, black and veiny. Yeah, because there's always a moment where she, they get weak. Like yeah. in the show and stuff. That's always what happens. So presumably the there's movies, some life force thing. When what's her face? Um it's been like so long since I've seen. What is her movies. name? I don't she know. She was in True Blood. You can't ask me questions about people's Suki names in movies and she TV. She was Stackhouse in True Blood. But oh my god, she was nominated for an Oscar when she was like. I'm nine. not gonna. You can I think keep she won the Oscar. Trivia, and I'm still not gonna know. Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin mm. plays <laughs> Rogue, <laughs> and I'm not exactly sure what her powers. She it makes you control the weather. Don't forget what Storm can do. Right. Or the just create does. weather. I guess not control weather. No, I think like, she creates what? Wait. I mean, she can create like both? lightning storms and things, but she can't like make it 
stop raining if it's raining. I guess that's a low, low stakes use of her power. So she probably doesn't do it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that yeah. they've ever just been like in a drizzle and she was like, no. <laughs> yeah. So that's the part where I kind of um, is is a little bit it gets a little bit muddy. The X gene could also like going on that. The X gene could also refer to like a group of multiple genes. Sure. So you can say like this whole thing is the X gene and there are like various little sequences in it. But that would also kind of mean that like all of us could become any X-Men. <laughs> and that every X-Men power is in all of us. And that the in power the actual is in you. <laughs> <laughs> and that in the actual uh X-Men, like only one of those sequences is being activated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that could also be something that's going on. But the idea that like one gene could have like all these phenotypes and phenotypes is just like the genotype is like what the actual gene looks like. And then the phenotype is like what it looks like on the outside. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was going to like try to clarify that, but I was like, I don't think there's any it's other hard. way to explain yeah, that. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like if you know, you know, you know what I mean? Um, so da, 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 da. the other thing about the X gene is that we talked about how. Sometimes, so not every gene is expressed in every cell in the body, right? Or every tissue, or whatever. Sure, that would be crazy. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because you're basically the cells. Part of the way that the DNA transcription and stuff works from those <laughs> DNA rocks that they're wound the around <laughs> is that depending on what cell we're talking about and where in your body, they unwind different sections. Basically, yeah. the sections that they need. This goes to back function. to the whole miracle thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the X gene, it has to. Some for some people, for some people, for some X Men, <laughs> the expression is systemic. Right. So it's in like their whole body. So like Beast, for example. Sure. His power has to be in his whole body because he is blue. Yeah. His and, whole body is and blue. beast like and like a beast. Yeah. And then like uh, what's her name, Mystique? Similarly. Sure, because she can yeah it has transform to her, her entire body. body. But for other people, it's not necessarily their whole body. I would say. Yeah, I mean, like I'm trying like, to think. Actually, like, maybe um, it is. Well, even like Wolverine, I guess his is mostly like his is also like medical experimentation stuff too. That's true. But like Cyclops. Oh yeah, Cyclops just, like, is just like his just eyes. Ha- his eyes are lasers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cyclops. Right. It's just his eyes. It's yeah. not like there's other manifestations of that power in the rest of his body. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember if like he has other powers, but I think it's just eye lasers. I'm yeah. pretty sure. And then the eye sky. Right. He can make, he just makes ice out of his hands, I think. I don't think he can just like, I think he has make to. Make ice out of anywhere. It just like has Elsa. to be his hands. He's <laughs> basically just Elsa. <laughs> but went to, you know, the what X Academy <laughs> um, instead of living in Arendelle. Elsa <laughs> yep. would have done really well at the X Academy, yeah. probably. So, um, Going from so some of them are systemic and some of them are in specific areas, which also complicates exactly what it is the X gene does. Right, right. So then in X Men X, is it the second one? I don't remember. It's the second one or the third one where they talk about the cure. Oh yeah. I don't know if the cure was a part of the comic books all that much. I think it was, but later on. Okay. Well, actually, I don't know if it was the cure specifically. Because there's a lot of, like, human versus mutant stuff, obviously, is, like, a big theme yeah. in the X-Men. I actually have entirely... I think it was the third one. Because the second yeah. one is when they go and they find the facility where, um, where like, Wolverine yeah. was from. And there's, like, lots of water everywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's where, like, what's-her-name turns bad. Yep. What's-her-name You name could again? be describing literally any <laughs> movie, like... 
She becomes Phoenix, but I forgot what her... Um, Jean Grey? Jean Grey. There you go. Oh, yeah. Jean Grey has very non-specific powers on top of yeah, all of that. Her, her powers... She has, like, so she many powers. She just has powers. That's one of the ones where it's, like, her X-Gene expression. Maybe she like has multiple of parts bits. of the X-Gene yeah. that are turned on. So yeah, I think I'm starting one. to buy into the idea that the X-Gene is actually just I like that you come huge, up with this. There's a huge... It's a huge chunk of the genome that has multiple, like, start sequences. Yeah. And whichever... And you, you only get, like, some of them turned on. And the nice thing about the X-Gene is that you can have multiple turned on and it doesn't, like, mess everything up. Because that can happen. Right with other types of genes where if you have multiple versions or too much of a certain gene or too little or something like that, it messes up the function and expression of that gene altogether. Right. But when we're talking about the cure, I actually think the cure is something that would be pretty simple to design. Okay. Because we all have the X gene. Right. And all you need to do is turn it off. Right. And it doesn't seem to affect people if you turn the X gene off. Right. Like they're like people who don't have X-Men powers are fine. Exactly. Right. Are totally fine. Yeah. And so what they, the cure would be, in my mind, um, something where it goes into the bloodstream and basically is I is like a, you could um, package it in like a virus, which is an easy way to get stuff into cells, mm-hmm. um, which is putting it in the casing of a virus. Right. Um, put it in a virus put it in the body and all it does is basically inactivate the gene by like getting to the beginning of it and turning it off. Mm-hmm. So sounds great. <laughs> I, was like, they... I mean, if you want to turn off people's superpowers, I guess. Well, so in the actual like X-Men, whichever X-Men it was, I think it, I'm pretty positive it's the third one. They kind of talk about how they had to like do all this stuff mm-hmm. to like make the cure. And I'm just like, I don't know, guys, it doesn't sound that hard. <laughs> You're like, give me some PC. Didn't they have to like, like take the DNA out of like this child that had some kind yeah. of power? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and they had familiar. to like use Again, that. It's been so long. Since they had I've to like use that, that to make but that the sounds cure. Right. Honestly, like they're living in a time where you can just like sequence DNA. So like, why not design a protein that just kind of like messes up the start sequence? I mean, good thing you weren't helping out the cure people. <laughs> I mean, that's a really philosophical question. Do we want X Men or not? This might that may be a discussion for later. <laughs> I mean, I'm it might I'm be, pretty pro X. It might be the entire but... basis of the conflict in X Men. I think that is the entire exactly. Basis of the <laughs> I think that we can uh, rely on just the Pete Stanley to let us right. He's he's X Men. Yeah, yeah. To tell us, I guess he can't tell us anymore. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> um, okay, so that not be X Men somehow. That's pretty much what I have to say about X Men. Okay. All right, I'm looking up Stanley <laughs> real quick because I just want to make sure. What, that he died? No. Oh. That, that he that did do X-Men. X-Men. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty positive, Yeah, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Okay, X-Men. yeah. We're not that crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I feel like we know at least that. Yeah. I just wanted to Yeah, that's the, that's the, the idea. The idea that it wouldn't be used to just create more mutants with specific powers is what is um, interesting to me. There is, this segues a little bit into what we'll talk about later but there is um there is like a faction that did try to leverage the idea that it is related to a gene that people may or may not be expressing actively yeah and so that's part of like the weapons programs later yeah is is there was a subsegment i think or like one of the parts of that program in the x-men universe was related to the idea that certain i don't think that they thought that like everybody had the x gene but they were like, more people than we know have the X gene, and for them to express powers 
requires like a certain kind of stress or something like that. Okay. And so there was like this whole weapons program where they took people and like did torture stuff essentially <laughs> to stress to, like, them to the point. The yeah, this is out. like and in the film version of Deadpool, like this is his origin story. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, 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 right. Yes, Deadpool is part of that universe. Yeah. But because of things a like lot of people studios and money and stuff like that, he's not part of the X-Men. Or the X-Men are not part of his story. The, in the movie, in movies. they are now. They are now? Yeah, because like in the in the new Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds, you know? Yes. Like, the X-Men are there. Not in the first one. In the second one, definitely. Oh, in the okay, first one, they have a cameo. Like they come they in and they cameo, have. They make a cameo, but it's like it's like a cheeky cameo because it's like they're not because of because so, Sony owned the X Men, so they made uh, like a fake cameo. Yeah, because there was it wasn't like it was a the thing at X-Men the end that you like know of. I don't even think it was all the way at the end because I forget the name of the names of the three, but they're basically there to recruit Deadpool to become part of the X Men. Yeah, yeah. I think so it, they show up and they're kind of like, "Come join us," and he's like, "No," for the billionth time or whatever. But they. I don't think it's at the very end. I think they also like are briefly in the movie. But I, I could be wrong again. again. It's been a long once time. again. It's been a while. All right, we gotta watch these movies before we talk about. Anything. Yeah, I mean, I can't watch like the seven hours of X Men movie that there are right, I know. <laughs> before this. But so the X Men is a specific case of a gene that exists, and right. you have the power your whole life. Right. There are other types of mutations that um, are acquired. And the most popular ways uh, in superhero movies that are acquired is either through something like Spider-Man, which is a quote-unquote radioactive spider bite. bite. Yep. Um, just general, like, rays, like rays from space doing things <laughs> to your DNA. All sorts of rays. All sorts of rays. Cosmic rays. Vita rays. Yeah. Or the non-specific, rays. like, experimentation. Yes. Which could be, like, literally anything. Literally any kind of So in Spider-Man, so I thought about Spider-Man a lot. Okay. Because the whole world thinks about Spider-Man a lot because there's like a new Spider-Man origin story movie every like three years. That's <laughs> true. Um, so the 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 uh, story of Peter Parker is that he goes on a trip and gets bit by a radioactive spider. Yeah. I don't know why the spider has to be radioactive, but <laughs> just to make it glow green. Yeah, no one's ever specifically asked me that question. Yeah. <laughs> so, because I, I was like, why are large groups of people just allowed to be around things that are like emitting radiation. I assume it's like if Peter, I had to Peter Parker guess, got powers, but everybody else in this class got like thyroid cancer. <laughs> like if I had to hazard a guess and I don't remember, I'm going to preface this with, I really do not remember <laughs> no, what the actual origins they, are, but I, I think, think they explain I think it. the spider escaped from some kind of lab and there was only yeah, one of them. Right? From um, that, from the corporation, uh, what's his name? His best friend's yeah. dad's. Yeah. Oh, what's the name of the yes. company? Can't think of the name. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> From Willem Dafoe's Willem company. Dafoe's company. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're doing experiments on the spiders. Right. And they have the spiders. Like, I don't remember why. I don't think they they're say what they're doing to the spiders. The spiders. It's not just irradiated Well, they're spiders. making them radioactive. The, the spiders themselves are, are radioactive. radioactive. Yeah. Which is like not necessarily That's true. required. You're correct that they, the spider did not have to be radioactive. Yeah. Because it was already an experimented upon spider. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so then That's like then the spider goes and bites Peter Parker. So you would assume that I wonder what... if it's just because people attach radioactive to everything because they were like we know that radiation is does, does DNA things. stuff. I mean, I'm sure that that's the reason why. 
But we're here to say why, though. Yeah. But really, why? <laughs> why? Because um, the, the the spider has to bite Peter Parker, and then you would assume that it's the spider venom right. that is doing something. And usually, like, a venom is not, doesn't necessarily contain DNA. Yeah. It usually is, like, it's created, like, it's in a like gland. It's not a virus. Yeah, it's usually cl- created in a gland, and it's just, like, some proteins and things that do something Right. It does something specific, like, one function. Yeah. So what I was thinking is that the actual thing that the spider bites him and gives him is a virus, mm. and that in the virus is something that can modify human DNA. To make them more like spiders. To make them more like spiders. Specifically. <laughs> because that makes more sense to me, because... The idea of Peter Parker mm-hmm. is that he is a person who is fully grown and has lots of different cells and lots of different genes. Right. So you need a way to modify his genetic material from like head to toe. Right. It's not just that's like not, he's that's not growing like transient. It. Exactly. And it needs to happen yeah. like all at once and quickly. Right. So like a rapidly replicating virus sure. that can go into all of your cells without destroying them. That's also a key <laughs> because lots of rapidly replicating viruses like go into a cell, make a bunch of themselves and then, and then destroy the cell. The cell. Explodes and, and then yeah. all the viruses go everywhere. Yeah. So it has to be something that doesn't destroy the cells. That's a good point. Um, and it has to go in and it has to change the DNA. And it kind of has to know, like, what cell it's in, which is another, like, yeah. weird part of it. And it could also be the case because Spider-Man is also Marvel. Yes. I don't know if it's in the same universe as X-Men. I forget. Uh, I don't know. Are all of them in the same universe if it's Marvel? I, I don't guess. Know. But in it kind of seems like that's where it's heading. But yeah. In any event, if it is, then it could also be an X-Gene activation thing. Right. Oh, I guess it could be like injecting you with something. I mean, all of your points are still still standing. Oh, yeah, it has yeah, to yeah. go into all the cells, etc. But yeah. it could just be activating specific portion of the X gene that hmm. manifests as spider powers. <laughs> <laughs> we are all hashtag. We are all spiders. Um, interesting. Interesting thought. I was thinking that it was like a CRISPR thing, hmm. which um, people can look up CRISPR. There's lots of videos about how CRISPR works. <laughs> Um, but it is basically like a way that uh, you can edit lots of genes at, you know, in right. a cell without having to do a lot of extra work. Um, and that's what I was thinking, that it goes in and it like edits particular genes. Okay. So it has to be, it's very sophisticated what happens to Spider-Man. Yeah. Much more so, I would say, than what happens that to X-Men. That radioactive spider is, must be real expensive. I mean, yes. I mean. It's only lived its life in the lab. Also, really it's like a, one of also them? it's like a black widow. Like the way that it, it's not it's not <laughs> just like a spider that because most like animals and uh, that you do like experiments on are things that are like really easy to make a lot of. Right. You know, like worms and flies and, and specific like specific worms and flies. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not like designer animals. You know, like right. they're not animals. and they're not random animals. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't remember exactly what they were doing. Over there, I don't remember the details of Willem Dafoe's of company. Willem Dafoe's company. <laughs> really, I'm so sad. I can't think of the name. The Green Goblins yeah. company. Yes. <laughs> Green James Goblin Franco's Corp. dad's company. <laughs> I could think of every other oh person in that movie. Oh my gee! So that's what I was thinking for Spider Man. Um, in like rays and things, I think it's like the fan- is it the Fantastic Four? It's one of them. Is one where they like get you know. The Hulk is gamma rays. Gamma it? rays, uh, like UV rays sometimes. Yeah. All those things. They actually can do things to your DNA. Is the Silver Surfer cosmic rays or is he also an alien? I don't remember. I don't, I'm going to say that I didn't see that movie. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, so those are things that can we already know that they can do things to your DNA. Right. Um, and specifically, sometimes in 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 like biology labs, like you harness that power because you're trying to do experiments and understand DNA. But in real life, I mean, we know that rays are bad for you. Um, they can <laughs> give you things like sunscreen. sunburns, and they can give cause uh, cancer. There's like you know, there's UV rays. Obviously, can give you um, skin cancers, melanomas, mm-hmm. um, all that kind of badness when you have. Uh, other types of like radioactivity those can also mess up your dna and Mm -hmm. basically cause cancers and breakdown and lots of badness um so that mostly we know can be bad for you especially the sun yeah just always wear sunscreen sunscreen. stay inside the sun at least spf 30 go outside enough that you can get your like vitamin d business and then like like, 20 minutes a day basically cover the rest of your body yep humans are not meant to last outside Um, so yeah, so, I mean, rays can be really dangerous, but I don't think we know, um, you know, like only a certain group of people have been like out into the depths of space and experienced like all various types of rays from different types of sources. Um, so we don't exactly know like what all the different types of rays will do to your DNA, but probably nothing good. The way... (laughs) I mean, the way that the way so. that light the way that light and different rays affect DNA is basically that you when the energy from a particular type of light hits the DNA, it breaks it apart, right. and then you rely on the mechanisms in the cell to try to put it back together. And a lot of times, it puts it back together imperfectly. Right, and that's how you get things like unrestrained cell growth. Yeah, which is cancer. <laughs> Yes, you're correct. To be clear. <laughs> it is cancer. To be clear, we're talking about cancer. All right. So that's what we have to say about mute- mutations. Right. I think. <laughs> okay. And then and then I think the other big portion of how people get superpowers, um, at least in, in the group of <laughs> super... Superheroes. Heroes. I was like, yeah. I cannot think of the word right now. I guess we can call them superheroes. People with superpowers yeah. is an interesting way to think about it. Differently abled? No, that's not right. No. <laughs> uh, people with superpowers, I think, is also, this is like such an aside, but I think that's actually a good way to frame it because not all of them are superheroes. Yeah, some of them are right? villains. So. Yeah. So people with superpowers. Yeah. Anyway. The powered. Right. <laughs> the other the other way that comes up a lot in all of like these comics and franchises is medical experimentation mm-hmm. and usually very specifically military medical experimentation. Right. So this is something that actually is very much rooted in real life and has a really long and terrible history in our country and then also in a lot of our country being the United States and then a lot of other countries as well. Um, and basically in... I don't, I don't even know, like, the exact time period, but in most of our history, like, a lot of medical knowledge has been gathered from doing experiments on people who did not know that they were being experimented on. Yeah, or who couldn't provide consent. consent. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, like, even a lot of surgical techniques and things mm-hmm. like that at the beginning of medicine were invented by just experimenting on people because we didn't know what to do. Yeah. And so, usually in history... Um, the people that were experimented upon were always really marginalized groups. So mm-hmm. children, sick people, elderly people, mentally ill or disabled people, um, poor people, racial minorities, mostly African-Americans. And the enslaved peoples. Yeah. Yeah. Enslaved people, prisoners. Prisoners. Oh, yeah. 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 And then um, there and then also soldiers. So there was yeah. a big 
there were a lot of people, I think like up to one article I read, like 70,000 troops um, between like 1922 and 1975 were involved in various kinds of military experiments to mm. figure out like the, US, the effects in the U.S. military, the US military to try to figure out things like what is the effect of mustard gas on people mm. um, and things like that. And again, all done without really providing people like the parameters of what they were doing without really knowing no, like what the result was going to be. And then without appropriate follow-up afterwards in terms of, like, their care, in terms of any kind of compensation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And commonly, all of these military experiments have kind of like a a base through line where they're trying to figure out basically, like, how to enhance human resilience. So a lot of it is related to this idea of the super soldier. And you can see this reflected in X-Men comics, in Captain America, in all of these. Oh, yeah. Captain America very specifically is yeah, exactly exactly this. for that purpose. Yeah. And it's in World War II, which yeah. is when a lot of this stuff happened also. And it's people have been fascinated, not just in our country, but like in a lot of countries with this idea of creating a super soldier. And you can see this in all of these all of this kind of like all of these franchises, basically. Yeah. So usually when people are trying to create a super soldier, they're looking to enhance stamina, strength, and then usually some kind of element of regenerative powers. So like the ability to heal yourself or to take damage and and recover really quickly um, and stuff like that. And in X-Men and kind of the Marvel Universe at large, because this program kind of ties together all of it. I mentioned this earlier, but there is a program called Weapons Plus or Weapon Plus that was basically solely to make super soldiers for fighting the war that was anticipated between like mutants and humans. But somehow like this, this is in X-Men. This is an X-Men, but it's also there's like multiple iterations of this program. So there's Weapon Zero and then one, two, three, four, et cetera. Like it counts up oh, okay. quite a ways. And so like Captain America is weapon one. So that was an ah. experimental super soldier serum plus Vita rays, I guess, oh according to the movie, <laughs> done by the US government in World War II, right? To create a super soldier. Yes. The scene in that movie is hilarious it's it's one of those like you know like the basic magic trick things where people go into like a box and then they come out and they're different yeah and you're like okay there's like a lot of stuff happening yeah the best part of that though is what comes out is actually baseline chris evans yeah and before that before that it was cg cgi which is weird like head chris evans and skinny body (laughs) yeah i went back and watched that movie like relatively recently and i was like it is weirdly uncanny valley like the the skinny Pre, body? Yeah. Like I know. the non Chris so Evans. Weird. Chris Evans yeah. just looks like I can't yeah. deal. It's I'm like, like a I'm little I'm so glad this valley. is over within about twenty minutes. Yeah. And in the weapon plus thing, because this was when they're writing these comics again, it's like mirrors a lot of what was actually happening. Right. Um, they also similarly do a lot of experiments on soldiers, so people who are enlisted in the military already, or like prisoners. So like Luke Cage, for example, also underwent he was like weapon six program or something like that Ah, okay um and that was also a super soldier experimental procedure that he underwent while he was falsely imprisoned for a crime he didn't commit Mm. so he was a prisoner at the time and then i think he volunteered but like what does that really mean when you're a prisoner prisoner. yeah um to be a part of this program and then got the serum and then you know super strength stamina regenerative abilities wolverine obviously we've kind of talked about a little bit he has like the mutant powers but then he also underwent a weapons program and then there's like adamantium 
in a skeleton now. Yep. Like, there's that his, whole thing. His, power, his powers are basically that he has the, like, claws that come out of his hand. Right. That used to just be bone. Like, that really dense bone. bone. Like, in the Wolverine movie, of which I've only seen the first half because uh-huh. it is so long, um, <laughs> it just comes out as bone. Right. And he has a, regener- a super regenerative ability. Right. Which is why he can have that. Because every time the retract back into his... Because it breaks his skin every single right. time. But as soon as it retracts back, he can heal up. He also can live forever. Is that um, part of the regenerative thing? I, I guess assume? so, because his uh, brother, or whatever, also had that. Yeah, and power. I don't, I don't remember exactly for Wolverine, like what aspects of that were related, because he's Weapon X, like he's part yeah. of Weapon X program or whatever, and I don't know how much of that. Like, was enhancing stuff that he already had. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, the regenerative stuff. Well, they have stuff. to make his whole skeleton adamantium. Right. And then they infuse his skeleton with adamantium. Which, like, but his like... teeth are regular teeth, guys. They're part of your skeleton. <laughs> he doesn't have, like, this metal He'll mouth. He'll live forever his teeth all fall out of his mouth. <laughs> so there's that. And then Deadpool we mentioned. But, again, like, in... Deadpool's a lot of origin stories, like, mm. in the comics, oh, right. which I didn't read. Okay. I've only seen the movies. Um, but in the movies, at least... Wade Wilson. It's called Doc's Watch, not Doc's Read. It's true. We haven't read it. It's just like we didn't read the Star Wars novels. Yeah. Don't talk to us about this. Um, so like in the movie for Deadpool, Wade Wilson gets terminal cancer. And right. and then he gets offered. He He's also ex-Special Forces. So that's relevant because then he gets offered to be part of this like experiment, which I think is Weapon 11 or uh, 9. Okay. I don't remember. But that was the one that I was saying that he gets injected with an experimental serum designed to awaken latent mutant genes. Mm. And so he gets injected with that and then they like torture him to try to awaken those genes through like stress. And then it doesn't work until the whole facility explodes and he gets burned all over his body. And then now oh, he has yeah, regenerative yeah, 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 abilities yeah. And, yeah. and all that stuff. So the idea is it's all one big overarching program. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I think, you know, it passes like hands right like yeah. from program to program because this has been going on since captain america yeah and then the 50s right or 40s. and but i think like there also is an overarching like person behind it and i don't know the details about that because oh. this is just something that i was some shadowy later. some shadow figure shadowy military figure and in the very brief aside that i read about this because i was like i didn't realize all of these programs were tied together like all of the super soldier programs i mean either um, and so in the article, and I'll link it in the liner notes, but when I was reading about it today, it said, like, the shadowy figure behind all of this is someone being controlled by a sentient bacteria, maybe? Stop. Who nope. wanted to figure out the root of the X gene because it made it so that mutants couldn't be infected by this bacteria. The bacteria wants to figure out how to live? Yes. Like, the bacteria no. has... Is controlling somebody. I can't. For them to run this I can't thing. do this. <laughs> I, no. My life was better before I knew that piece. <laughs> well, you know it now. No, so. no. And so, like, the government has always basically been interested in this. Like, these are... The, the super soldier thing, obviously, like, is taken to a specific extreme with, like, superpowers and stuff yeah. in these in franchises. A, in the comics, yeah. But, like, our government has actually done experiments related to enhancing like human capability with the with the aim to essentially create super soldiers right so like there were even in the 60s to i think the 90s i think the documents were declassified in like the 2000s or something like that they did research into psychic powers like esp and mm-hmm. clairvoyance and what they called remote viewing which is basically like being able to psychically see information in yeah. other places in I the world i think like anything that happened during the cold war is kind of like <laughs> 
so like you just have to take it kind of at face value and yeah. be like these people they also were did a lot of LSD. Of nuclear like attack they gave at people LSD and stuff to see. Yeah, so everyone was on drugs. There's also. so many different that what a what a time, <laughs> what a time. Um, but this I mean, is... not to take away from the seriousness <laughs> of like a daily threat of impending nuclear destruction, sure. but like I mean, it I just guess... goes to show you like that fear can make you Mortal really grasp at straws. Terror. Yeah, you're like I gotta make sure psychics. You're like, are, we just are not real. There's like, if they're terror, real, we got to figure that out. We can't leave psychics on we the gotta, table. We got to make sure. So if you, there was a book written by um, John Ronson, who I think is, I can't remember if he's a journalist or not, but he's written several of these like deep dive reporting books. Okay. And he wrote the book, The Men Who Stare at Goats, which became a movie. Yes. And it's basically about, I think it was a CIA funded program where these people were like trying to see if they could kill a goat with their mind, like psychically kill one. And I want to say that they did it, but one of them, one <laughs> well, of them thinks will, that they did. We will look it up and it will be in the intro. <laughs> yeah, we'll let you know. Um, <laughs> but a lot of these experiments trace back to DARPA, yeah, which is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, which basically is like a segment of the government that encompasses a lot of um, different bureaus and different institutions. And they're main goal is to research technologies related to national security, i.e. the military. military, Right. So like super soldier stuff. And so I think the stuff that they got like a lot of press for in the early 2000s, one was called the Human Universal Load Carrier, which is basically like an exoskeleton that you put on. I think it's mostly in your lower body. I think it's in your legs and it's battery powered and ostensibly it would let soldiers um, carry up to like 200 pounds and run up to like... 10 miles an hour or something like that. So what it's do you supposed mean, to run up to 10 miles an hour. Like, How does it make you run legs? faster? I mean, it's like it's somehow controlling your legs in a certain Stop. way. No. I don't remember the details of this. All right, exactly. I'm looking at the pictures. Oh, yeah, it is kind of yeah, attached to Yeah, it is legs. an exoskeleton thing. It's robot legs. That's okay. All right. <laughs> and, then, and then they also got pressed for um, trying to make synthetic blood, which. And specifically, like, universal donor-type blood, which if you haven't listened to the blood transfusion episode, you totally should. It's called Blood in the Time of Dinosaurs. Um, and that was something that they called blood farming. And there was press about that, too, also in, like, 2008, 2010. And I couldn't really find any more information about that. Because we still don't have synthetic blood. Like, that's not something that we no. have or are able to use in medicine. We still don't have it. Would it would be very, very useful. Um, some other stuff that they've been working on that is very like future. DARPA sci-fi. also made the internet. Don't forget about that. <laughs> That's also true. They Which sometimes again, do things that aren't weird. The internet, if you think I'm about it, is also pretty <laughs> like actually jury's still out on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think like some of the stuff that they're working on now is very um future sci-fi technology that you can see how it could be weaponized. And it is all super soldier stuff, right? So there's like brain computer interface. Things. Like there's this one program called the Next Generation Non-Surgical Neurotechnology or the N3 program. Okay. And it's basically like an EEG okay. cap that you can attach to your head. So an mm-hmm. EEG is basically like you put all these electrodes over your portions brain. of your brain and then you can measure like electrical activity in different areas of your brain. So you have like a cap that has all those electrodes on it okay. and they've done they've like gotten to the point now where people can control like certain robots and computer programs and stuff oh, using okay. using this technology. I can believe that. And then they also have this one program that I was like so skeptical of because people were comparing it to like the Matrix and I and I was like I 
You're like, I'm not ready for the matrix. Like, I'm not ready for this, but it's called neuro neural code. And it's for memory boosting. So the idea being that they record electrical impulses while you're learning something specific. Okay. And then they play those impulses back into your brain. Like they stimulate your brain? Yeah. In those specific places? Right. Okay. And in that specific pattern. Oh, okay. And the idea being that, like, it enhances memory. And in the animal experiments that they did, it apparently did do that. Stop. And, and they were like, you know, we don't know yet if you could, like, record neural code from someone else. And, like, put it on someone. And then yeah. if you have the recording, can you, like, give it to someone? Which like, is, like, the matrix. Right? That is literally the matrix. You plug into a thing and, and then you, just you learn, learn it. stuff. So there's that. Oof. And then one of the things that I thought was, like, really very super soldiery and then related to gene expression stuff. So this is oh, yeah. tying it all this together. One is, uh, this one's a... Yeah, this one's a journey. It is the DARPA MBA program, which is not a master's of business administration, (laughs) measuring biological aptitude. And it basically the gist of this program is that they want to observe the phenotype, right, of like elite soldiers. So people who are really, really good at doing specific things, people that are highly resilient, have a lot of adaptive problem solving skills, like have specific traits that you would want in a soldier, including like very um, straightforward, not straightforward, but like more straightforward than resilience um, traits, like being able to keep your your heart rate low in combat situations. Yes, like staying calm. And um, they want to find people that have those traits and then study them and work backwards and see if they can figure out the gene expression or the biomarkers, as they call it in their report, Mm. um, related to those specific traits. And then once you know those things, like if you know the markers, the theory is then you would be able to screen people to see if they had those markers. And then even if they weren't manifesting those things, like if their X gene was not activated. You'd be like, maybe you're not meant for the field. (laughs) Or arguably you you could figure out a way to train them or put them in specific roles that would activate that phenotypic expression. Interesting. Right. So that's like the idea. When you first said it to me, I was like, this is highly problematic. Now this now that I'm listening it to it again, it's actually not all that different from the way that we like study disease. Sure. You know, like when you're trying when people are doing genetic studies of disease, they're doing the same thing. They're they're looking to see like all these people that have a disease, what is their gene expression like? Right. Why does that make it different from people who don't have the disease? Yeah, like the 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 system of how they're approaching it is very it's much just, the way we study it's disease. Regular kind of yeah. science. Yeah, because the you are looking at the application is a little different. The application is the part where I feel yeah. like we get into the the ethical weirdness of yeah. all of these things. And also I think the hardest not the hardest, but the the weirdest thing to me about it is like we actually don't know that we know a lot about the genome and how genes work and stuff like that. Right. But we don't know. We're not as good at predicting very complex things just by looking at the genome. Right. You know, right. Like there there has not been a complex human behavior that we've been able to be like, oh, obviously like, this it's is related the full, to these This genes. is like, like the we full totally package get of it. genes and protein Yeah, and this happens because, because of specifically this. you have this many proteins of this gene. Like this gene is expressed yeah. this many times. Like whatever. We and don't this particular that. protein is at this level in the blood. And yeah. this is like we don't have that. And this is also like the we can, perennial. We have like your hair is black because of this. Right. But that's, you know, right. obviously like the not what they're looking for. the behavior aspect is yeah. the part. Like, humans are complex, right? This is, like, the whole perennial nature versus nurture thing. Like, how much of it is shaped by your environment and your social influences? How much of it is actually just genes? Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I, like, 
I kind of think it's impossible, like this program. It, I'm it kind of like I don't impossible. I don't know how you would like look at resilience. Yeah. Cuz you'd have to have one a very specific idea of what that means. I mean, could you mind imagine trying to write a grant on no. this experiment? <laughs> Yeah. I don't even want to think about that because yeah. that would be terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, and it's also very context specific. Yeah. Right. Because it is true that a lot of like these experiments and stuff have led to other kind of experiments more in the public. Not well, I guess the military is the public sector, but like more in a medical application and less in like a weaponized kind of situation. Yeah. Um, And in, in this case, I'm kind of like, I forgot where I was going at that point. So I don't know something about experiments. Something about experiments. <laughs> anyway, I just don't think that this would be possible. You can see what they're trying. One. What they're trying to do. I can see what they're trying to do, but I think it's also like when you're talking about resilience in um, combat situations, that's like a very specific thing compared to what would be more generally applicable. And then also resilience in other situations. Like, why wouldn't that be applicable? Yeah, exactly. You know. Because we don't really know what resilience means. So if right. you don't have a definition of it, how are you going to figure out what the gene and like, expression is? And, like, different types of stress are different. Um, <laughs> different things are different. Yeah. Well, it also goes back to, like, the reason – part of the reason why – I mean, part of the reason why, like, the military was, like, the first, th- the first like, big um, part of the government that was interested in Theranos – yeah, the bad blood company, yeah, yeah. which is which is because they're like they're saying that they can test the blood of soldiers yep. in the field with their tiny thing, and so it's yep. like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, you know, and so I think it's like it it just it all goes back to like we there's we got to find out what's in the blood. I think they were using it specifically to help treat soldiers and stuff like that, and sure. um, get rapid testing in like low resource settings. Right. Um. But yeah, the military has has a very specific set of goals. Yeah. And then there's, you know, a lot of questions, too, about in terms of, like, making super soldiers and things like that. Because in trying to do things like figuring out mind control, boosting biological aptitude, like all of these things. Yeah. It's like one thing to make technology. Right. Like exoskeletons and, like, one, there was, like, Trying to actively change a person is, is like, totally different. different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, at MIT, there was this thing that they used to have every year called the Soldier Design Competition. Hmm. Um, but it was basically, like, it was... I knew it. It. It, was a con- <laughs> it was a contest to design technologies mm-hmm. that could be used in, like, a, you know, a, a military yeah. setting. So it was stuff like exoskeletons and, like, somebody made, like, a Batman-style grappling hook where, nice. like, you literally, like, shot it and then it would, like, pull That's you awesome. up. Um, and it was, like, that kind of stuff. It wasn't, like, we yeah. figured out how to make a virus that, like, makes you really strong. Right. It wasn't radioactive <laughs> spiders from the Willem Dafoe company. Yeah, and I think there, there it is, like... Those two things, I feel like, are really, really different. Oh, yeah. Like... A hundred percent. Like, the neural interface thing, like, the brain interface things, I think, skirts that edge in a really kind of interesting way. Yeah. Because, like, it is one of those things... It is a technology, but the idea is that it's modifying your brain? Right. Yeah. But, like... In a weird physical way. I'm also just kind of like, nobody knows enough about the brain right now that no. I'd be comfortable letting anyone modify my Anyone's brain. Anyone sending like, signals, like, in that direction. Yeah, no yeah. thank you. Yeah, no but, thanks. Yeah, it is, it is the ethics of it are strange, because there's also the question of, like, you know, if you are a soldier, can you consent? I actually don't know what it's like. Yeah. I mean, I don't know either, but my understanding is that, like... I don't remember if it was part of my city training that I have to do if I ever want to do research on human subjects. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember everybody else, prisoners, disabled right. children, all those kinds of things. But I don't know. But yeah, I don't think soldiers are specifically categorized in that. Like when when we're being taught about like 
the rules about how to design experiments ethically and things like that. But it is one of those cases where, like, if a soldier is involved in a military experiment, ostensibly, like, the military is the overarching power. Yeah. So the power dynamics there are questionable. Unfavorable for the soldier. So... All so, right. yeah, that's so what on I that have for note, you. on that note, let's, that's, go. We, let's go to the resident let's lounge. Let's go to the resident so, lounge. So, in our um, research on this topic, we found potentially the most <laughs> incredible technology. Yes. With the most incredible name, which is Gex Skin. <laughs> yeah. This, I don't even remember how we came across this one. We I think it was, I, I think it was on the, on the DARPA website that had like Probably. different projects and had links to things. So, Gex Skin is a um, material so there's a it was a lab in i think it was umass amherst or some umass off the top of my head it was a umass okay and um they were they were basically trying to replicate you know geckos can walk up walls and they were trying to figure out how they do that because it's not like they use an on adhesive. Like glass and stuff. Yeah, on glass. Yeah. So not things that are rough where like, you know, you could reasonably be like, oh, there's like, like something to grab on. Friction. Yeah. On just like smooth surfaces. So they were trying to figure out you, you how, right. how that happened. Yes. Um, and so they they did this like, you know, they did a microscopic evaluation of gecko toes <laughs> and basically figured out that they have all these little like rows and rows of like kind of hairs um, that do a very complicated set of motions that allow the gecko to, like, walk up a glass. And so and also, like, you know, support their own weight, which is not very much. But in relation to, like, how much of the surface of the foot, like how much is in like the PSI, basically, that that this technology. So then what they did was they created their own material that like mimicked this mm-hmm. that's called Gexkin. And they basically say that it's like it's it's it can be used as like an adhesive that actually doesn't have any adhesive on it. Yeah. So it never goes bad. It never like takes anything from the surface that it was on onto itself. And you it can hold like hundreds and hundreds of pounds of of pressure. Right. And they like do a couple they show you a couple experiments. And one of the things they do is they use like a little square of the Gexkin and they like put it on a car. And they have like this guy like pull the car <laughs> and it's and that's it. It's just like it was it's maybe like a I don't know, like an eight by eight inch square okay. that they just put on the hood of a car. Oh, my gosh. The best part of the videos about Gexkin, I think there's like a video online that they used as like a Kickstarter video or something like that. But it just has so many close up pictures of the gecko's oh my, foot yeah. that were excellent slash it's, horrible if you didn't like it. Yeah, the pa- I don't like the pattern. It makes me uncomfortable. But it's yeah. it's basically like. When you get pruny fingers, but to the extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also organized. It's, yeah, very organized. organized. it's very organized. It's really cool. Look up Gexkin. It's spelled exactly how you think it would be spelled. It's okay. Gek without an O and then skin. I have another thing to tell you about that I actually didn't put in our notes. Oh, my God. Which I don't even know. I don't know if you've heard of this. I'll put it in our notes right now so you can see it. Um, do you know about Vanta Black? No, I don't know what that is. Is it like Manta from Aquaman? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically... So it is it's a material okay that can be applied my understanding is like like paint okay. and there's there have been some other paints that are derived like from the same technology but basically so it was just it was created in the UK um and it is one of the darkest darkest substances known to man in that okay. it absor- absorbs like 99.9% of light Okay. So when you look at an object that's painted with this, it looks like a hole in the fabric of the universe. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Like it's, I was looking at pictures of this because Adam, my husband Adam was showing me like 
a a picture of this mannequin head that was painted with something. Oh my god! Yeah, and it looks like it looks like a hole in the yeah. universe. It looks like somebody like somebody made a BMW out of this. Yeah, it's like it's basically like if you took Photoshop and you cut a hole in a picture. <gasps> that's what it looks like. Stop it! It looks fake. It Doesn't looks it look like, super um, fake? It's so interesting. Though. It looks like in uh in video games when this BMW one, it looks like in a video game when you're like customizing the car and you yeah. haven't decided what the yes. outside color it's is going to be. Yeah, and and so my understanding is like the original. There's other versions of it that are like I think more commercially available. I don't think this like I don't think a- actual Vanta Black is you could buy it or anything. But it's basically made up of. A forest of nanotubes, oh like my vertical gosh. nanotubes. This is like one of the weirdest things, isn't I've it? Seen. So strange. But basically, what happens is when light hits the, this forest of nanotubes, instead of being, um, instead of bouncing off, it bounces in between the tubes, like for oh, a long okay. time. And so it just stays in. The, yeah, basically so that it light so just, it just stays sucks in, in light. Basically. It literally <laughs> reflects like, no light. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Oh it's my gosh. so ridiculous. Where did this come from? Just people. Someone in the so there's a company in the UK that developed it, and then now I think there's oh like my gosh, somebody just painted like a circle on the ground. And it yeah, looks like a hole. <laughs> it looks like a hole in the fabric of the universe. Like it just looks, it looks so fake. That like, is crazy. Isn't it ridiculous? I'm so happy I know about this. I told you it was gonna be interesting. <laughs> like the technology things are just so like. I kind wow. of want some of this paint. I don't know what I would it's do. It's probably with it. like I mean the car is incredible. I wish. Do they have a video of this car I like think driving you would around? Cause the road? car accident. Because the like only thing that's out. reflecting is is like the windows yeah. and like the grill, you know, like that kind of stuff. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this would be one of those things that would actually be illegal to paint your car. Like oh, a hundred percent. Like, like nobody knew to Can legislate against night? this. At but night, like, it's just no. going to look like lights. You would be like a ghost. The all new BMW X6. But the thing is, is it's not even. It wouldn't even be like effective for like sneaking around. I want to see them at night it. because it I would be know. there's more light than you think. At oh, night. it looks so crazy, it, and it looks so fake. Interesting. Well, good. Well, cool. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would life. find that interesting. All right, let's go to our discharge summary. Okay. All right, what are we rating? X Men, the X Gene. Oh, we talked about so many things. Yeah. Uh, Superpowers. I'm gonna give pro or con. I'm gonna give <laughs> pro. Uh, actually, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna give X Men. Okay. All of X Men. All of X Men. No, I'm the 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 gene X-Genes. the genomics of X Men. Okay. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a solid six out of ten DNA rocks. Okay. You know. Yeah. It's it gets it it's it's pretty believable to a certain point. We can make it up until work- the phenotype. It's workable <laughs> until you actually get to the power part. Yeah, yeah. Once you get to the powers, it. things fall apart again. That's, fine. <laughs> that's okay. Huh? Okay. So we're rating X Men. I mean, X Men is is one of my probably favorite franchises. Yeah, it's a good one from like childhood. I think and stuff. you get a lot of different powers. In terms of the X Gene, I will give it. I mean, I think I would give it probably in terms of like the coherence of the. Of like the overarching thought behind this, I'd give it like a seven point five oh, radioactive you like spider bites. Almost, <laughs> you almost never rate higher than I do. So no, I'm I almost like, always rate lower than you. I do. know you always rate lower than I do. Even when I give something a one, you give it like a half. That's true. You don't know about that, listener, because we cut that part out. But <laughs> <laughs> you'll know it later. You'll know it later. Um. Okay. All right. Cool. 
Well, I think that's all we've got today. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Docs Watch. You can subscribe to our medical ramblings on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Twitter at DocsWatchPod or visit us at DocsWatchPod.com.